Hello, everyone. My name is Thomas. I'm joined by Zach, Roderick, Josh, and Brock, and we are starting a podcast of us just talking about nonsense. What we're going to do today, since we don't have a name, is we're going to make a pilot episode, and we're specifically going to talk about the Super Bowl and anything that's on our minds. So, gentlemen, do you have anything to say about the Super Bowl? Tom Brady's a goat. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I, I got to admit, um, like, I kind of hate to see Tom Brady pretty much go to Super Bowl again because I'm a very avid against, this, against the Patriots, but can't deny it. He is, he is the go to football and probably going to be the greatest for a while, if not forever. You know, I used to be the same way, thinking that he didn't deserve to go. But, like, in the recent season, when he just came off uh, kind of the betrayal by the Patriots, we saw him not get re-signed. I really think that he should have won. I'd like to see him retire now, but obviously, yeah, he still got more in the tank. He's gonna win two more, man. He need he needs more rings, dude. He, I'm <laughs> he not trying to call him greedy, greedy, eh. greedy, greedy, <laughs> greedy. But he he is definitely gonna try to go for more rings because I mean, he can do it. He's he's trying to fill up both hands. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 completely true. Did he um, win? Do you think he won by skill, or do you think it's yeah. like the Chiefs just absolutely had a? I mean, I think it was, a, think it was a mix, a mix of both things. The Chiefs really just shit the bed, defensively and offensively. We saw the Buccaneers secondary is absolutely fucked with Patrick Mahomes. Is it a reflection of Patrick Mahomes or a reflection on the Chiefs? I think it's a it's reflection a on the Chiefs. Sport. He can't, he can't do everything he himself. Can never do it by him. He can't do it himself. I mean, he need, he needs more help. The media would lead you to believe they can, but they can't. He needed more help. Definitely needed more help. He still made plays when he could, but you saw like a lot of times the receivers just weren't even sprinting to the ball. Like you saw one play, uh, who was it? The uh, cheetah. There, there Tyreek Hill tipped there, it right to it. There, there was a point in the game where it was two of the greatest incomplete passes in NFL history. <laughs> Do you think how I word this? Do you think the Chiefs need to like fire or hire anyone? Um, I think they're well, good with what they have. They could just they really just need they were shell shocked when they got there because they're going against the greatest and it was like one of the top yeah, up matchups. They were just well, from, this isn't the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. This is <laughs> Tom Brady. From my from my not admittedly not so vast football understanding, weren't some of the Chiefs good players injured yeah, for this game line was injured. yeah so i mean hurts. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and tell you oh that's the reason they lost because yeah. tom brady had a amazing performance injuries, in this game injuries are part of the sport it, that like what wins you championships in the nfl is overcoming injuries because every team's gonna get them it's just the nature of the sport didn't the eagles have a lot of injuries when they won absolutely so how so, could they win and not the chiefs and they won the year before because they were just better <laughs> just, just so everybody knows uh patrick mahomes was still able to throw 26 for 49 270 yards uh he did however throw two interceptions and he was sacked uh a lot. well yeah. being sacked 27 times well being sacked well, not, is not not, game. not in the game no oh that's no three way. this game three this game yeah. sorry my bad well being sacked is not really his fault. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, yeah. Mostly it's the O-line fault. Yeah. Sometimes it's the QB's fault to hold on the ball too long. I mean, like, other than that, I don't really think there's much to say this like about this game. I mean, well, Tom Brady really, like, had a great performance. Let there. me ask you guys a question. Who do you think is going to be the next one to, like, take the reins when Tom Brady does inevitably retire. Oh, NFC I or AFC? They haven't been drafted. Yeah, they I don't. Been drafted yet? I don't no. think. No. I really I think, anybody, I think it's Patrick Mahomes for but, sure. Dude, after losing, you did, he didn't just lose to Tom Brady now. He couldn't go. He got smoked, and he got smoked by a 43-year-old Tom Brady. Well, I mean. Well, this <laughs> isn't like basketball where you can see Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant yeah, trade blow for blow. It's not yeah. the same like, thing. Like I, like I said before, it's not – in the NFL particularly, it's not all a QB, but that's how everybody's going to remember it. Yeah, that, that's true. I have a question for you guys, actually. Mm. So do you guys think that for the Super Bowl, they should play multiple games, kind of like how the NBA does it? Like the best I, two no. teams go like 
maybe like a certain no, i would no. maybe not as many games but maybe like a best of three they, series yeah no, that would never work because somebody's gonna already, get injured teams are already so decimated by this point in the season in the nfl they, they that is true play. that it's like too much contact yeah football yeah football yeah, yeah it's, it's way too much of a contact for it to be able to do that though i do see like the sympathy behind it because like there's seasons where a team could do great and then they just get ravaged by like injuries. The Patriots when they went 18. Yeah, well, exactly. Don't forget, don't forget uh, what's his name? Cam Newton's fucking absolute shit the bad performance against oh, Peyton yeah. Manning. Oh, yeah. that, that's really true. <laughs> I do believe, however, if they did play a best of three series, Broncos still would have won. I, I, don't, I don't really. After that first game, they would have made some adjustments, though, yeah, on the pass rush but... for sure. There's not many Super Bowls I look back on where I think the better team didn't win. <laughs> Do you think the Buccaneers are going to be like a force to be reckoned with even after Brady and Gronk leave? Absolutely um, not. There's no, there's no well, quarterback. There's no future. So these are like, like if they win, they won this year. If they win next year, they'll be more of like asterisks and not like powerhouses. Like the yeah, Patriots they're was. they're in win now mode. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of just toss all their like uh, I want to say like insurance I mean, policies away. It's hard to say at this point, but right now, I mean, well, it depends after on the- winning one Super Bowl, it's hard to stay relevant at all. Usually, unless you're the Patriots, which is an absolute anomaly. Yeah. No, no team has been able to win the Super Bowl two years in a row in like over a decade. It it doesn't happen a lot anymore in the NFL. So you don't think the Bucs is going to maintain their momentum? I think they might make it to the Super Bowl next year. I don't think they're winning. I th- it, it, it is very enlarged, like, dependent on if Tom Brady and if Gronkowski stay. I mean, they're both staying. They both they both said that they want to stay. Yeah. And we saw Tom Brady was really happy throwing he's, Lombardi trophies he's, and shit. He's yeah. cut, he, he wants to play past 45. He'll, he'll be back. He has no reason <laughs> to not play again. He hasn't regressed, like, super badly yet. Yeah. So do you think, because obviously Tom Brady has been like a powerhouse for the Patriots for years, and then he moves to the Buccaneers and wins the Super Bowl. After he retires, do you think it'll be more of like different teams win every year? Or do you see any team repeating like a Patriots where they'll win like consistently? The Patriots are such an anomaly in sports. Like they're they're like the best dynasties of the best dynasties, okay? No no dynasty. Dynasties don't last this long. This is unbelievable. This is unprecedented. Do you think the Chiefs are still going to maintain their momentum for their conference? I think we're going to see a Super Bowl rematch. Maybe, maybe not the Chiefs. But I think we're going to see, we're going to see the Chiefs versus the Bucks again. Well, as as somebody who's watched a lot of Andy Reid football, I know that this guy is he goes into something called full read mode where he just starts choking in the playoffs year after year. He'll go thirteen and three in the regular season, but once playoff time comes, and especially the further he gets in the playoffs, it is choke city. Well, not to change the subject, but kind of bring in basketball into this do you think well kind of basketball but is tom brady the best athlete ever but well i i don't know How, like, about, what is your gauge of who is the best I, athlete I, right now right now the best ath, ath, athlete in sports is probably like lebron james but i i personally think it's a tie between the two because you never see any players make it to their see, age and still be dominating well, no, no. the league respectively for I, I think Tom Brady's the best winner in sports right now yeah. by far. I wouldn't say the best athlete though. Dude, I, I would have athletes to say athletes and winners are two different things. I would have to say LeBron is definitely the best athlete because he's playing a very demanding sport. Because like I know I'm not gonna say Tom Brady isn't using his body, yeah, but, but I mean, he's not as, as very athletic as yeah, 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 he's not. Because like look at LeBron, he He'll run it down the court, dunk yeah. it on someone, and he does that like every let, game, at least let, once. Let a me game. ask you this: Yeah, you you wouldn't see Tom Brady like dunking on people like LeBron James, even if <laughs> yeah. the sport was basketball, it wouldn't happen. But I think I, no, I don't think he's the best athlete. So do you think it's silly when people compare like LeBron James, Tom Brady, and Serena Williams? 
I, I think it's silly, but I, 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 it's still fun. I mean, to compare them, like it's not really comparable, but it is interesting yeah. to compare their careers. I, like to kind of pivot now away from comparisons. I like, I got to ask, what do you think is going to be like the NBA, like postseason? Cause like a lot of teams are turning out to be some surprises. Like I got to say, Clay Thompson getting injured in the Warriors. I, I was looking at the season the Warriors about to be like really bad because Clay is definitely probably one of like, if not the best, one of the best shooters of all time. And he got injured and the Warriors are now left with uh, Stephen Curry and Kelly Oubre, Draymond Green, anyone else I can't think of. Oh, uh, the rookie. The, the James new, Wiseman. James Wiseman. And if I'm not mistaken right now, they're the eighth seed and – uh, what, what's what's their record? They're uh, fourteen and twelve. That is surprising to say the least. And I could only imagine if they had Clay Thompson still. Like I could only imagine how much better they would do. Well, I'm really I'm on the Warrior train right now too because uh, like early in the season when you saw Clay Thompson go down, we saw a lot of doubters talking about Steph Curry. It's really funny to just always watch them say Steph Curry's not this, Steph Curry's not that. The dude goes out there, drops 40, shooting from 40 feet out. And it's just – it's ridiculous that he gets disrespected well, so much. And if you think about it, he really competed with uh, one of the greatest of all time, which is uh, LeBron James. However, he did have help, I'm not going to lie to you. He had uh, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, DeMarcus Cousins at one point. So do you think he gets shut on more than he should? Um, yeah, well, he, de- he definitely it, deserves the respect. He it, deserves the respect. It, he is the greatest shooter we've ever seen. One of the greatest ball he, handlers we've ever seen. He's completely revolutionized. The revolutionized shooter. the game. If, about I mean, if you're if you're a superstar in any sport, you're gonna have a bunch of haters. That's just how. It That's works. very true. I mean, yeah, look I mean, at me. I, his I, hate he gets it worse the, than anybody yeah. that I've seen. Oh, LeBron well, is the most scrutinized man in the NBA. That's, that's just because he's the best player. Yeah, right? that's true. I, people so he's like the most popular. So people like, like I'm sorry, but like people like to say, oh, he doesn't have as many many rings as like Michael Jordan. But first off. Michael Jordan gotta, went against people who were shooting fucking post fades the whole time. Yeah, game. I got I got to tell you like the competition like people like to say, "Oh no, the players back then were so much better." Everyone can shoot in the NBA right now. Every team is hard to guard. There's no not to say there isn't defense, but there's barely any defense in the NBA. It's all about scores. Like you got Kevin Durant, you got James Harden, you got Kyrie Irving, you got Damian Lillard, you got Steph Curry. Yeah, all like, these players who are made to score and literally like half the time, more than half the time, cannot be stopped. I, I think I think LeBron James is very much on pace to be the goat of basketball. He's not, but his career is not over. So I, say, I say that. personally that he's already the goat. Yeah. I, I'm personally saying that right now, if we were to go back in time, Michael Jordan's prime, drop LeBron in that league, say on whatever team, it doesn't matter what team, whatever team he's on. Back then, it was possible for one player to carry a team. It was way easier back then. I mean, it's possible now, I mean, but it would be definitely way easier back then. We'd only see, like, games ending with 80 on both sides. They weren't going up to, like, 120 like they do now. Sorry. I mean, like, not in, not to interrupt, but, like, LeBron did, and I think we all agree on this, he carried the Cavs. 100%. Percent. He's Kevin so tough. No he, help. He had Kevin Love, man. Dude, you, I'm Kevin sorry. Love is a ball. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's one of the best rebounders of all time. I'll give him that. He had that season. But that's all Minnesota, had, really. when he went to the Cavs, he was a good rebounder. He was LeBron's wingman. I'm not going to lie. That's all. He gave he him had, some help. Without a but we're talking, about, we're talking about those clutch moments. He did have. We're talking about those clutch moments. It was LeBron. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, LeBron's. LeBron, he's the most like clutch player. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, I'm saying that if we saw, we saw LeBron James on a team back when Michael Jordan played, and they played in a series, LeBron, I'm sorry. Well, uh, well, to be fair, how tall is Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan was like six, six five, six six. LeBron's six eight. He's so six nine, nine now. This six, season nine. he got measured in at yeah. six nine. Dude's like two fifty. <laughs> 
and he just he just runs through people. Exactly. Yeah, you you couldn't you couldn't put Michael Jordan on LeBron. Michael well, Jordan would match up against people that were bigger than him. He would. Oh, but yeah. But I'm sorry, he, he could not guard LeBron. No, he I am so sorry. He guard LeBron. But had, were any of those big people he guarded as athletic as LeBron? Absolutely. No, 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 no way. He, so he like guard. like he would not like get switched on to Patrick Ewing or Shaquille O'Neal. But we're talking yeah. like those yeah. tall six ten. Like he guarded Magic yeah. Johnson a whole series. He did shut him down. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it was mostly Scottie Pippen, but when Michael Jordan was on him, he did shut him okay. down. But when, like, when are we... Magic Johnson wasn't a scorer. Yeah, he, put, he was a pass first, but he it, still was one of the best players I, in the league at yeah. the time. I mean, at the he time, he was bigger than him. But he had he a lot LeBron. of length on him too. He had a lot of that. length on him. He was strong. He was big. So I'm not saying Michael Jordan couldn't match up, but like, well, I'm not saying he can't play yeah. defense. But the problem is. Like LeBron's he, just okay. No, yeah, first, first, first LeBron, of all, he has too many tricks in his bag. Yeah. He has the post game. He's not the best shooter. Mm-hmm. He has the mid range. He has the drive. He can do it all. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, We're not even thinking about that. He passes. He makes his teammates better. He plays with bums like Matthew Delvinova. When's the last time you guys heard of him? When's Never. <laughs> Never He's a bum. He played with them, took them to the finals, and they won with them. Do you guys that, know I who mean, freaking? Uh, what's his name? Richard Jefferson is. I mean, to be fair, that bum. Every playoff run usually has somebody on the team that isn't even that good in the first. Place. I mean, look at. Uh, I mean, you got to be real. All like, of the bench players still get the ring. Wasn't Demarcus Cousins technically speaking on the Warriors team when they won, but no. he didn't really like even. He was play. on the Warriors. He came back. I think it was Game Three, and he was there for the rest of the games when they got eliminated. But he came back from injury then. So they did lose. That was the series. That season when they had the Marcus Cousins, that's when they lost to uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors. Clay Thompson went out with the ACL. Um, Kevin Durant with the Achilles, right? Mm-hmm. That was that season. The season prior was – Wait, who, who was – like there was someone in the Lakers last year who barely played. They were a good player, but they like barely played and they got a ring. Like – uh, That happens in every sport. Yeah. It may, I, I'm not sure. But Winter's like – all right. He's all right. It's like he's a he's a role player point guard, definitely. Yeah, I it like it, I heard like what what were we even talking about? But like, let's shift away from the goat talk. We, we know who the goat LeBron. is. The goat is LeBron, hands down. The the game would be close. You're not saying that would be. But a it's not gonna be a blowout. But LeBron's gonna win at the end of the day because yeah. he's just he's just built for those. But moments. I got, yeah. okay. Michael Jordan's built for those moments too. But LeBron's just he's better in my opinion he has well, the most quite literally he has the most clutch shots i think in playoff history and the most game winners or near the game winners right mm-hmm. something like that so question yeah so who do you guys think is first in the east first in the east like coming out of the east or just first right going, going to the playoffs going to the playoffs it's that's a really hard one because right now like <laughs> i see a three-way deadlock kind of if you will I see the Celtics, the uh, 76ers, and the Bucks canceling each other out. Mm-hmm. Those three, that's really hard. We're just uh, gonna have to watch and see. Yeah, and get got rid of the, the Bucks. They can't. They can't handle big games. They can't, the Bucks they do can't, not handle they, big games. They can't. They can't. They can't play. But they they play any average to above average or bad team. They will wipe the floor with them. But as soon as the team is good, they start struggling. <laughs> <laughs> well, mean, yeah. It, I mean that that's and just that's a problem. Playoff that's just a problem of them not having the personnel to help Giannis out. If you shut down Giannis, you shut down. That I mean, team. if Giannis like, um, like Giannis is like an amazing inside scorer, and if he had like a player on his team like LeBron or something like that, he needs a he needs a better duo he need, player. Yeah, he, he needs somebody. Who that's even? A, who I feel even? like somebody Chris that's Middleton. a good shooter. He has Chris really Middleton. Okay, he but has like, Chris okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna the say problem Chris is the problem is. When we're in these clutch moments, when he's bringing the ball down and he's driving, trying to create that shot, he's got three everybody. or four guys. Yeah, in the everybody speech. goes. To you him. can't really, even if he's like six, eleven, seven foot or whatever, you can't make that pass. It's a hard pass to make. You can't just, make it every especially time. when you got like half the team on. I mean, exactly. Like I'm not gonna say Chris Middleton's a bad player, but as you guys are saying, Chris Middleton is not a bad. Player well, that's why any, any stress that, that's, that's that's the point I'm making. He's not a bad player. They just but, need more help. Is the thing. Yeah, that exactly. Like they need. They need someone else on the team that can help lighten the load for Giannis and Chris Milton because, let's face it, like the Heat, nobody was expecting the Heat to go to the finals last year, but they were able to shut down Giannis. They were able to shut down every superstar they came across that season because their yeah. defense, Eric Spolster, is just a defensive but, genius. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. And, like, the 
I don't even know who you would surround Giannis with. Like, I would assume good shooters or something, but like, I don't even know. I mean, like, in my opinion, Giannis can still shoot. He's, yeah. he's he's a shooter. He's not as consistent as you'd like him to be, but he can still hit that shot if you give it to him. I mean, if I were going to get him, if I were the GM, I have an infinite amount of money and I could get him any, like, duo partner to run with, I'd probably get him, like, James Harden or something. Yeah, I agree. Somebody who could take mm-hmm. isolation and then also pick, run the pick and James roll James Harden him. is an amazing pick and roll exactly. player. Exactly. If Giannis, he ran that with Giannis, Harden, that would be They're scoring every time. Yeah. They're scoring every time. I would, like, uh, I'm a I'm a Nets fan. I, I like, And as much as I, I hope the Nets would make it to a high seed, this season and perhaps make it to the finals if if they're lucky enough and if they could pull it together if not i would love to see james harden and Giannis together that would be probably the scariest team you could see on the floor next to any team lebron is on i think james harden's contract expires this season correct um i think so i don't know i'm not too sure that. when they gave him that super max either this season or his next it's season. E- yeah it's either this they wouldn't have traded him they wouldn't have traded him if it wasn't about to expire soon but either way um if they don't make it to the finals it's really a bust for them i i still feel they gave up way too many assets they pulled the trigger way too early on that trade because they probably could have uh like the desperation of the houston rockets they waited a little bit longer they probably could have got a way better deal kept some of their assets i really hated to see karis levert go Cause he, that guy, that guy's a bucket. They gave away a lot of their, uh, their talent. Yeah. A lot, of the, a lot of very young players that were on that team. They don't have any future anymore, basically. I mean, they have future. I mean, they good players. They went to teams where they're, they, they can flourish. Like Karis LeBert, he's probably going to be that guy in, uh, uh, where is it now? Oh, Indiana no, I was talking about the Nets. The like Nets? Oh, yeah. The Nets their, have their future. No future. Is gone. <laughs> they are in win now mode because Basically. Kevin Durant, we don't know how much longer he's going to last. James Harden clock's ticking Kyrie Irving we're already seeing him kind of start to come down from where he was in 2016 a lot and uh I don't know I mean there's three superstars on that team they have to make it work or it's really it really was a bust I like it's kind of a shame because I like for how good James Harden is it is a shame to not see him have won a ring especially like the amount of teams that he's had with amazing players like yeah he was at the Chris he was with Chris Paul he was with Dwight Howard Last season, he was with uh, Russell Westbrook. Like, all these players that he, he managed to get with him, like, he was always able to get into playoffs, but, like, he could never make it past, that, that's like, just, the barrier. With that the just Warriors comes down to whoever him. it was. It's, it's not even – you can't blame that on any other team. It's really just a him thing. Because you see – Well, it's he, not even I his mean, fault. I mean, they everybody just, that comes to Houston, we saw with Chris Paul – Chris Paul wanted to get everybody else involved, take some pressure off of James Harden, move the ball more. And that was working, but James Harden wasn't getting his numbers, which is what he didn't like. So that's why we saw him. He left. And then we have Russell Westbrook come in. Russell Westbrook's Russell Westbrook. Can't shoot any threes. I so mean, I don't know how they expect that to work in the first I, place. Well, okay. Say what you will about Russell Westbrook, but he is a very energetic player who adds a certain element to it. He's team. a great, great, great point guard. Definitely a Hall of Famer. He's just... I mean, never admit, gonna win until he gets that jump shot. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. His shooting's really inconsistent, but give him this. He's so athletic. He, <clears throat> he I like to think of him Derek Rose, pre-Derek Rose getting his shot. He's up, like a know? grit and grindy type of like point guard. He you know, to go for rebounds and do like I mean people call him a stat he, people call him like a stat pattern and definitely does. But I mean, say what you will about him. He fights every game, tries to do his best every game. I mean, My thing is with Russell Westbrook is when it gets down to those clutch moments, he does stupid. He stuff. does stupid stuff. Like yeah. we saw, I forget what series it was, but he waved off Paul George and took a contested pull up mid range, absolutely missed, bounced off. They went down with the ball the other end, scored. That was basically the game. Um, I mean, if Russell Westbrook is gonna win, I'm gonna have to see him on another team with another superstar, and he's gonna have to be the second option because the guy is just not built for the clutch moments. I would just like to see him be more like personally i think that he would be he, like he passes the ball really well when he does and he's not taking stupid shots like i would like to see him with like a player who is great at scoring on their own like i, I know the time has passed but when russell westbrook and james harden and kevin durant were all on the same team like that was a like that team was like obviously now if they were all together right now that would be a, a pretty crazy team but like 
if you had Russell Westbrook trying to give up the ball to like Kevin Durant right now to let him score, you know, trying to run some plays with them, that that would be a really interesting to, thing to see because, I mean, I feel like Russell Westbrook would be able to flourish with somebody else who's great at scoring on their own and not try and prioritize scoring for himself. Because I feel like when he attempts to score or attempts to get his other teammates to score, it would be a, it would be a really good team. I don't know, that's my view on it. Well, let's switch gears for a second while we're talking about fits. Um, I personally want to hear all you guys' opinion on the fit right now between Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Do you guys really – what do you guys think has got to happen with that? I, one okay. of them has got to be – Well, the easy solution, Ben Simmons gets a jump shot. <laughs> that's not going to happen. not going to happen anytime soon. I mean, we could see him have the same similar career as Jason Kidd, where Jason Kidd, like, later got his jump shot, became money. But uh, it just doesn't seem well, like he wants to shoot. That's, that's the problem. I don't know. It seems like for the past two years, I've been talking about, well, one of them's going to get traded at the end of the season. It never happened. Well, so, I don't know. I think they should get away from – well, first off, another solution is stop playing him at point guard because, uh, like, aside from the fact that you're trying to get a mismatch, you're they're gonna switch somebody else onto him to get well, them. The thing guard. is, even if you put him, say, at power forward or small forward, there's no place in this league anymore for really a uh, power forward or a small forward who can't shoot because we're running like at the, all the three at point all. shot. As we said earlier, Steph Curry revolutionized the shot. You're seeing the bigs like who can't shoot getting phased out not even getting that much playing time. They're just sitting on the end of the bench. So really, if he wants to be successful in this league, this guy, he's got to get a jump shot. But personally, I feel like they missed their chance. Like I said, with Houston, they could have packaged Ben Simmons with maybe some draft picks or something and got James Harden. James Harden, Joel Embiid, that would have been crazy. Just, that would have been, been crazy. Replaced, that would have been good. Um, Ben Simmons with Seth Curry. No. <laughs> He's the second best shooter in the league. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not even close to second. I mean, he's good, though. He's a really good shooter. The only problem he's a good is shooter. he's not he's a, a defensive a liability. That's another That's thing. the I problem mean, with Seth Curry. You could say you could say, uh, like, you could say very much the same thing about James Harden. I mean, James Harden will, is a bucket certified, but that man, defense – can't really say the same the man does not play the best defense like there are some moments where he does play some good defense like the postseason he's not known for his defense yeah exactly like the post that's that's why the nets are getting torched right now because Kyrie Irving and James Harden are just getting buckets dropped on them Kyrie Irving I think every game that he's played this season his matchup has been going off running whatever offense on him yeah, just like taking uh, him because uh, he's Kyle, got no defense. Kyle Lowry, I think the one they played them the other night, he dropped like I don't even know. How many yeah, him like, and a him and a uh, Pascal Siakam they combined for about sixty something points, <laughs> and that's just you can't let that happen. The Raptors unacceptable. They're like, bombs. I, I, they're like, bombs. I'm like I know they uh I know they traded like Jared Allen and a bunch of other players on their bench oh, to get James. They Hart. got rid of all their defense. Yeah. for some offense. Now, I, now the saying is. Uh, defense great defense wins championships, but even greater offense can beat great defense. But we see, like, even greater offense. You got three of the best scorers. I want to say two of them are the best scorers of all time, James Harden and uh, Kevin Durant. And we're still seeing them lose. So, obviously – I don't even – like, I, what would you even do to help them on defense? Like, like you just got to want to win. You got to play defense. Allen, you can't right? teach defense. <laughs> you just got to play defense. Well, like, that's – like, that's the problem. Like – like um from what i watched that rap i watched part of that raptors nats game i was talking about a second ago and like they were trying to get the ball to each other to get them to score but they were just like out of it throwing turnover like i think in the first half they had like eight turnovers or some shit and they were just like chucking them away giving them giving the raptors like free transition points and you know what's even crazier like the Raptors, like there were several possessions where the Raptors took some stupid shots and like they had like pretty good defense, but they just let up the rebounds and the Raptors just kept on tapping it until it eventually went in. And it's like, I'm not like, I'm not trying to trash on the Raptors because the Raptors have some great players on, on the team. This I wouldn't say great players. Good players. They have some solid players. Good players. They have good players on their team. But I'm sorry, but the Raptors are not as offense. Like, they should not be doing better than the Nets on offense. The offense, like, the Nets should be what the Warriors were in offensive terms. 100%. Like, 100%. the Nets should be popping off 
every game, like James Harden should be dropping like 30. Kevin Durant should be dropping at least 30, maybe 40. And Kyrie Irving should be dropping similar numbers. Well, even if you have to split the ball in between all three. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the problem with the Nets offense. And then the Nets don't have good defense just in general. Well, we'll see, like, we'll see the same thing that we saw in the Warriors. We'll see either Kevin Durant take a backseat. We'll see Kyrie Irving take a backseat. James Harden take a backseat. That's well, a good thing about having them because you got three threats on the court. You shut down one, there's still two well, others. You shut well, down the other one, there's still one other. Not many teams can say that. Like LeBron and AD, let's say whatever game, uh, like AD gets shut down, and now the pressure's on LeBron to drop 50. I mean, he does it most of the time. But we saw, uh, I think it was against the Heat, their defense – shut them both down. They weren't able to capitalize the heat defenses. You just like, they have a rare opportunity where they have three players. You don't normally have that three like great scorers. Well, here's the thing. The Nets are still third in the East right now. They're, uh, they're 15 and 12, which by no means is bad. They can, if they are able to keep up this, they're able to keep getting wins. It, I mean, I, I can imagine them getting a high seed, but the problem is going to come when they have to play the 76ers and the Bucks. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but like, okay, Joel Embiid and Giannis for the Nets is going to be awful. Well, you know, if you're the Nets, you're gonna wanna you wanna you're gonna wanna clinch the first seed. So you get the easy eighth round, yeah. the magic, whoever clinches that. The, the problem is the problem with that is that nowadays, especially, is so crucial that right they, they the need problem, that so they don't even have to worry. The problem about. is though, the 76ers are 18 and 8 right now. So they they would need to win. They they would need to tie them for wins and try to not lose anymore and hope the 76ers keep on losing. But the problem is don't forget that this season has been cut short. Yeah, exactly. So that they gets have, them, even, that, they have even less time to work with. They need to, if they're gonna get, they need to start form, getting some wins. Like we gotta now. see, we gotta see before All Star break and after All Star break. We gotta see Kevin Durant getting his bag. We gotta see James Harden getting his bag. We gotta see Kyrie stop yapping and start playing basketball. I like it. What's what's insane to me is that like Kyrie, James Harden, and like Kevin Durant, like. Uh, like say what you will about them right now like the defense for the first couple like for these first few games definitely hasn't been there but I mean with the lack of chemistry between these three I'd like to think that they're gonna get better well I want to say the lack of chemistry between two you got James Harden who just entered Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have had like I want to say a whole year and a couple of months they've been working together I'd say they even had even more time because they knew uh, when Kevin Durant went out that injury, he'd already been talking to Kyrie Irving. They've been working together for like, I want to say almost two years now. They have the chemistry. Well, I'm saying the chemistry is is with James Harden. Yeah. Now, James Harden, we saw him 12 times in his first game. So obviously he he is comfortable where he is. I think the real problem is Kyrie Irving. I I 100% agree. If I were were the Nets personally, I would have moved Kyrie Irving when I had the chance. He's bringing way too many problems. He's talking shit in the locker room. I mean, perhaps. I don't know. They probably won't do it still. But if I were them, I would get rid of Kyrie Irving and get some defense. Ship Kyrie out of there for, I want to say, a young player that can play. Maybe like a small forward or something to play defense. And maybe have James James Harden at point guard. I... Like I know he doesn't like to play because he likes to score, but man, James well James Harden when he's passing the ball, he gets his doubles doubles, he gets a triple double even here and there too. Like he can get assists when he like when he passes the ball. He gets them so easy. Like when like when him and Clint Capella ran the pick and roll, like how often did you see that get stopped without a foul happening? Like <laughs> it was nine out of ten times one of them was scoring, and if they didn't score, it was a foul. <laughs> Well, talking about rookies, who do you guys think is the favorite for rookie of the year at the moment? Lamelo. Favorite, yeah. Lamelo. Uh, what kind of question is that? It's definitely, definitely Lamelo. Definitely well, I gotta say, I was not expecting Lamelo to do this good. I was expecting him to be good. But are like, you guys thinking that Anthony Edwards and James Wyden right now are being a bit of disappointments? I dude, to be I honest with you, the only rookie I was paying attention to was, was Lamelo. I mean, I wouldn't say they're they're disappointments. It's just. Right now, I think since they got, they just got into the NBA, they're starting to work their groove in. You know what I mean? Like they're just working towards to be like better players and starting off like slow. But I definitely think that like James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, 
all the other rookies, like all the like top picks, all of them, they all have like extremely good talent. They just need to work into the NBA and get into that system because that's one of the biggest things when you're a rookie in the NBA. You have to get into the groove of being in the NBA. Well, right now we're seeing, uh, we're going to talk about James Wiseman first. He's averaging uh, 13.9, shooting 37.9 from the field, 3.3 rebounds, 2.2 assists. Now, uh, they brought him on his team for his scoring, and obviously I didn't think it was going to be a good fit with D'Lo already at the point, already having Cat down low. You already got two scores. What is he going to do? But uh, we saw in his last game out against Charlotte, he actually had 21 points, five rebounds, three assists for nine for 20 shooting. And the uh, game before that against the Clippers, kind of a bit disappointing. He didn't really do much, 11, four for nine four rebounds, two assists. Um, I just really think that this kid should have went to a different team because I hate to say it, but he probably would have benefited from going to the Knicks. He probably That's really true. I mean, look at Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, that would have been his team. He wouldn't have had to split the ball with anybody who's already – D'Angelo Russell has something to prove, obviously, because he, he just keeps jumping from team to team. You finally want to see him make a deep playoff run because he's finally at that point in his career where I feel he's finally established himself. So Anthony Edwards, I probably, if I were the Timberwolves, if he's not giving me a real reason for me to keep him here, I would move him before the trade deadline and probably try to get uh, a running mate for uh, D'Lo and Cat because mm -hmm. uh, we obviously want to see the Timberwolves make it farther than they probably will. I don't think they're even going to make playoffs this season, but yeah. So I have a question. Al, it's a two-part question, but we can answer like counterclockwise. So... I'll use a football example because I understand more of football. So, like, we can all agree that the greatest athlete in football is Tom Brady right now. Oh, right. Like, kind of, right? So, my, and this could, you could apply it to basketball, football, golf, whatever you want to do it. But do you, so my first part is, is it hard nowadays to stand out as like a player and, my second part is, if you think so, is it based off of your skill or your ability to defeat the already living legends? So I guess my example is like, people are like, we're hyping up Tua at the Dolphins, right? Tua was growing, was drawing like great stats and such. And then he, he got a little fluke towards the end of his season, right? So like, I guess my question is like, is it hard for people like Tua to stand out? And if so, can he only stand out by his stats and skills or can he stand out by beating these current like dynasty teams? Like I'm just using like Tom Brady, like to go against someone like Tom Brady, like would it be beating a current legend to be good or is it just solely based off of your skill? Um, both. Well, if I may say it, it is definitely a combination of both. Cause I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an example like last season Jimmy Butler before last season everyone knew he was pretty okay but last season he proved it all right he went through all the teams in the east he went through the Celtics went through all these teams with great players great players and he managed to do that and prove himself against all these good players by putting up numbers for his team but also doing good against these teams now obviously if he had beat LeBron James in the finals would have made him stand out even more. But I think the fact that he was able to get to the finals at all proves enough that if you were able to get this far, you're good enough to stand out amongst other people and such. But do you think it's hard to stand out? Like, do you think now oh, hard to stand out? Do you Definitely. Think, do you think nowadays it's harder to like put yourself out, like to just prove how good yeah, you are? I get what you're I get what you're saying, and yeah, it's definitely harder to stand out because there's so many good players on good teams that uh that just don't stand out. Like oh, uh, like I just I know most about the NBA. Like Devin Booker, um, I think he's a pretty good example. He stands out because his stats are amazing, and he is on a, if I must say, in past seasons, a pretty bad team. Now he has Chris Paul and they're doing like they could obviously do some pretty interesting stuff um like another example is carl anthony towns and uh d neither of them 
have been to the playoffs, but I would still argue that they're two great players in the league right now. And they stand out. Now, there are plenty of other players who have a hard time standing out, but the problem really becomes if are they putting up numbers and are they showing up against good players? And in most scenarios, it is not easy for rookies to stand out, I would say. Like, the, I think the uh, exception, obviously, is the players who are hyped up so much. And, I mean, the examples that examples of, like, that are, like, Zion and, uh, and LaMelo. I mean, LaMelo's brother was in the NBA, so everyone was, like, hyping him up because they'd seen footage of him playing for club teams and travel teams and wherever. And people were hyping up Zion because Zion has plenty of highlight reels before he played. But other players, aside from them, who don't have highlights, have a, have a genuine struggle standing out because not everyone's going to have highlights going into the NBA. Not everyone is going to be surrounded by an amazing team when they go into the NBA. I mean, as Roger said earlier, like uh, James Wiseman, if he had gone to the uh, to the Knicks, you know, he would have stood out because he wouldn't have had very good teammates. I'm not saying the Knicks have all terrible players. There are plenty. There are a, a couple good players in the Knicks, but he would have stood out because he was on a notoriously not great team. What do you think, Roger? Um, I'm going to go back to the whole Tua thing. Uh, Personally, I think, yes, it's a combination of both, but actions definitely speak louder than words. Actions like going against a team? Actions like like playing – not stats. Stats don't tell the whole story, unfortunately. Uh Uh, We look at players like – Switching back over to basketball for a second. Kwame Brown, dude put up good numbers on paper, but seeing him play, absolute dog shit. <laughs> Kwame Brown. <laughs> the but, uh, so going back to those, the, uh, the actions speak louder than words. One thing that's not shown on a stat sheet, clutch. Mm-hmm. Do you shy away from the big moments? Do you perform in the big moments? Stat sheet doesn't tell you that. Right. Um, I personally think if you drop anybody in this position, Sure, up until this point, they've been doing good, whatever. Let's say they're throwing 300 yards, whatever. Got like 40 touchdowns in the season. They're finally up to the plate, big moment. Two minutes left. They got to drive down the field to win the game. If they can do that, that that is what puts that's what that's what puts them in company of like people like Tom Brady, people like LeBron James. They can actually execute when it's time to do it. Now you can be a regular season stud, like Giannis or Joel Embiid, or any of these players who have what it takes to get these regular season accolades. But uh, there's a saying in basketball, MVP is a regular season award. It doesn't mean shit when you're in the finals and you got to hit a big-ass shot to win the game. Mm-hmm. So, so personally, I think that uh, the actual going out there and beating these uh, these people on top of the Mount Rushmore sports, that's what gets you the recognition you deserve. That's what helps you stand out. So you're saying – it is harder to like. Are you saying it's harder to stand out nowadays? Um, no, I I'd say that it's always been equally as hard because even when you go back to when Michael Jordan was playing, they were still like greats of all time. There, we don't know about them now. Obviously, that was way back then. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's greats of all time that we just don't talk about anymore. Like Joe Montana, he doesn't get brought up that often anymore. Back then, Tom Brady had to try to get in company of him. LeBron James tried to get in company of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan tried to get in company of whoever old 50s basketball player was dominating at the time. Will Chamberlain probably. Yeah. But uh, no, it's always been the same difficulty, I feel. If anything, it's easier today because of social media and stuff like that to mm-hmm. get your name out there. So you're saying it's also a bit of social media? Like, Definitely, not- 110%. Because uh, back then, we didn't see like highlight reels on fucking House of Highlights or whatever, mm-hmm. showing some crazy-ass play. All we have is like people who watch the game go tell their friends at work, then they tell their friends. Mm-hmm. And obviously if you have social media, it's gonna spread faster and further. So you think what makes like what makes people stand out is by going against like the legends in your respective sport, your stats and a bit of social media. Yeah, but I definitely think 110% that beating the legend of the respective sport is the biggest one. That mm-hmm. is the biggest one. Okay. Because that's what's gonna go like in your little accolade, your trophy case mm-hmm. when you retire. That's what people are going to remember you for. I see. What are you, Josh? 
Um, I think what really makes you stand out above anybody else is is just your consistency over a long period of time of consistently being a great player. Because I, I don't think it's necessarily going against the le- the legends that gives you recognition because a lot of players don't even get the opportunity to play against a lot of legends. Mm-hmm. And like, for example, like a lot, there's, a, there's a lot of situations like Nick Foles, he beat Tom Brady to go in the Super Bowl. But like, I wouldn't say he's one of the most popular NFL players right now, but he, he's a backup QB right now on another team again. So I don't think it's really the legends that beating the legends that gives you status. I think it's just being comparable to how and what makes a legend originally. Well, if that's what makes a legend, how did the first legends come to be? Because they couldn't have beaten anyone. It's just about having comparable consistency. So how do you, how do you like combat against people like Patrick Mahomes, where he hasn't played nearly as long as Tom Brady, but he got to that. I wouldn't say he's a legend right now, but in terms of like hype and the media or just sports fans thinking he's like actually a really good football player. Well, I, well, I think a lot of that is people are kind of like blowing it a little out of proportion. People are comparing this guy to Tom Brady when Tom Brady has one more Super Bowls in years this guy's played in the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you think it's more of like a... No, while I do think Patrick... Don't, don't get me wrong. Patrick Mahomes is still a fantastic football player, mm-hmm. but he's by no means a legend yet. So you're saying like you have to show over time your skills, mm-hmm. you beating the good teams. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that all you have to say? Yeah, and... What I was thinking was the same thing as Roger with uh, social media. If I, I think it's pretty equally as difficult to get your name out there. But if one had to be easier, I would say it's easier now. But I don't think it's – it's definitely not easy by any means either way. But mm-hmm. All right. So for that question, I would say probably a little bit of both. And uh, I believe that – it's about the same as if it was like back then or like in the fifties or anything like that, because the way that like the NBA works or I'm pretty sure for the same thing for the NFL, when it comes down to like players that are like great players, usually when you hear people start talking about them, you only hear about the great players. You don't hear about the backups or anything about that. They're not like the big name players. You'll hear them every once in a while, mm-hmm. but you don't hear them like as much as you hear like Tom Brady or LeBron James or so they're any like, of those people. They're like footnotes, not necessarily basically. No, it's no, it's not saying necessarily that they're bad players. It's mm-hmm. just saying that they're like footstones, like they're just role players in their team effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I was to say on how you would have to get your name out there, I would say there are a couple things you can do. Um, one is social media, like they were saying, but there's also other reasons. Like think about how like Brian Scalabrini, this dude shot one shot and he became the white Mamba off of one shot. Mm-hmm. Nobody talked about this dude until he made that shot. No one. Now, the reason why he he was like so like known for it is because that was a very 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 clutch shot. Most of these really really like known players are very good in the clutch, but they also have consistency at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the more clutch that you are, or like the more clutch shots that you hit, or the more clutch like throws or passes or anything, that is how you get your name out there. Yeah. I think it's unfair to compare against like living legends because like in every sport, there's always one winner of each conference. And Mm -hmm. like with that mentality of like, like if some people say like, oh, you won't be good until you like consistently beat Tom Brady. But like, I mean, the Patriots always won the AFC championship and they always went to the Super Bowl, not always, but most of the time went to the Super Bowl. But with that logic, you kind of discredit like every AFC team, especially their respective good players. And it's, I mean, I guess the NFC 
changed over time. Like when you have the Giants, when you have the Eagles, so on and so forth. But like, it's hard to, I don't know. I like, I think what Josh was saying where it's like more of a consistency thing. Cause like, I mean, you can talk about Eli Manning, like beating Tom Brady one, once, twice. twice. But like, as I mean, it's a great feat to beat Tom Brady, but I wonder if in the future, do you say that Eli Manning was a good player because of his stats, which some would argue deteriorated over time? Or do you say he's a good player because he beat Tom Brady twice? Or he um, beat Tom Brady, yeah. But that's what I'm saying, like how, like what, how do you stand, like that's where I get confused because like, like you have people like Magic Johnson, like stands out from that era. I feel like a lot of times it's just an era base where that legend sustains and even though there's people who beat Magic Johnson, who beat LeBron James, who beat Tom Brady, I feel like, which again is again with the media thing, you know, even though these people like beat them, they have to do it consistently to be a legend. Well, that is another thing though, because some of these players, they're all human, so they can't all have good games. Yeah. Like they, they can do it consistently, but they can't do it like every single night. Now, the thing about LeBron James, the reason why he's such a well-known player is because he can carry teams by himself mm -hmm. and make it to the playoffs. Winning the playoffs is a different story. He still won on the Cavs against one of the best teams, if not the best team ever. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's hard to talk – like. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't I don't know much about 80s and 90s basketball and football. But like, obviously, in our recent time, people like Tom Brady, LeBron James are consistently making playoff appearances or championship appearances. I don't know if that was also a thing in the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Um, Dynasties. Yeah, Michael yeah. Jordan. How many appearances? Michael Jordan had three appearances in a row. No. That's that's a three peat. He had two three peats. He had two three peats, but the Bulls and yeah. then. Way like a lot of appearances, but LeBron leads in appearances. Well, he had well he had one three p in the Bulls, and then he had another on. No, both of them were on the Bulls. Oh, they were. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, like bringing that up, like the these players, most of these legends have consistently shown up in these final scenarios because uh, they're consistently to be able to consistency. In being able to sh like show up when it matters, as a uh, Roderick was saying earlier, like you can do amazing in the regular season, but when it comes to the postseason, you can be absolutely terrible. Well, like, I do want to assert, uh, just because you don't make it to the big moment and you don't even get a chance to win the ring, it doesn't discount you as a player if anything. Uh, but uh, yeah, you don't have to win a championship to be one of the greatest ever because. Theoretically, I mean, LeBron goes against one of these greats who didn't win. He could still get dogged by them. They're still great basketball players. Just because they haven't won anything doesn't mean they aren't the greatest or one of the greatest. I yeah. say. Also, you know, outside of there, there's legends outside of beating legends and winning championships. There, there is something called the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so. That's yeah. Your your career definitely isn't necessarily defined. I mean, like as you were saying earlier, like there are plenty of players who are Hall of Fame scorers, like James Harden and Kevin Durant. Now James Harden hasn't won a ring yet. Kevin Durant's won how many? He's got two. He's got two rings. Yeah, about, yeah. Not as many as like LeBron or MJ, but I'm sure there's other players in the NFL that I can't think of. Not my expertise, but who also aren't as well known, but are still great players and have still plenty of time to prove themselves. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of our first episode. If you guys liked it or have a suggestion or maybe something for us to talk about next time, I know we kind of focus on sports, but we just want to talk about literally, anything. literally anything, whatever. I mean, sports was on our minds today, but I mean, we'll talk about anything. So if you guys have a comment or so, let us know and Thank you for listening to our first podcast.